You're listening to DA Rockstars, a podcast by a dental assistant for dental assistants. I've been assisting for almost 20 years, guys, and I've picked up a thing or two along the way. And what I know is if you're ready to up your game to rockstar status, this podcast is for you. So get ready to band together, catch some pearls of knowledge, and be a rockstar. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars. Your host here, Rhonda Holman, with another episode coming at you hot off the press. Let me just say how honored I was this week to get to spend some time speaking with Dr. Jeffrey Brown. Dr. Brown has been a dentist since 1986. Let's just clarify how old I was then. I was six years old in kindergarten, suffering from a breathing disorder. Uh, If you guys have heard any of the episodes before, you know how passionate I am for prevent, control, and resolve when it comes to childhood airway disorders that lead into adult airway disorders, i.e. sleep apnea. Um, I was I was just blown away that Dr. Brown gave us some time to kind of go over um, TMJ and its relationship to breathing disorders and kind of give the dental assistants an overview of what signs and symptoms you're looking for, how the process goes for diagnosis, and some of the treatment options. Dr. Brown is amazing. He's got the combined knowledge in the fields of TMJ, sleep, and orthodontics. And he has a perspective unlike most other practitioners who perform basic dentistry. He's got great um, communication skills, and he's really going to give you guys some tools to know what you're looking for and start to understand, you know, from a big picture of how important airway is to this growing epidemic and, uh, you know, giving people some hope for relief. So I hope you guys enjoy the podcast just as much as I enjoyed recording with Dr. Brown. So stay tuned. Hi, Dr. Brown. Hey, good afternoon. Oh, it is such a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Um, I think that all the dental assistants can agree on this, that we basically have a very primitive understanding of the TMJ. And we were really hoping that since you're an expert in this field, you could enlighten us a little bit. I'll be glad to. I'll do whatever I can to help. Um, The gist of it would be, I'd love to show you all how to screen the patients and get a handle on what's going on with them. And, uh, you know, if your assistants and hygienists can spot the initial problems, it'll help the patients just so much. And your office looks really good doing it, too. Absolutely. So uh, we all know that each person has a set of joints, correct? Yes. <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of us get lost in the, uh, in the verbiage. So a lot of patients will present and say, oh, I have TMJ. And then you say, yes, you have two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I guess, you know. What would a patient present with if they were having problems with their discs or joints? Well, basically, the first thing that would be noticed would be popping and clicking as one of the issues. The jaw joints pop, click. The worst thing is if it's crepitus, which is that potato chip crunchy feeling up in there. That means that you're bone on bone crunching on the bone. The other thing we look for is ability to open range of motion. And that's a key thing that as the hygienist or assistant, they should be measuring this at every single visit. Right. So what would a normal range of motion be? 
50 to 54 millimeters. That's measured from the incisal tip of upper right one to lower right two, or from uh, number eight to number 25, maximum opening incisal edge to incisal edge. Okay. And so, so that's things. go ahead. Um, as far as uh, screening, so that's, that's range of motion. Are yeah. there other associated symptoms that we would be looking for? Sure. I'll go through the list here a little bit. Yes. Um, I look for the frenums, the lower labial frenum, the upper labial frenum, and the tongue frenum, the lingual frenum, they call it. If these are restrictive, that means the maxilla, the mandible are not able to go forward like they should. Not to mention if the lingual frenum is, is tight, like they're tongue tied, that's the best way to describe it, tethered oral tissue, tongue tied, however you want to call it. That means the tongue will not get to the roof of the mouth for proper seal and you won't be breathing through your nose the way you should, which is critical for good health. You have to breathe through your nose to get nitric oxide production, which is in the paranasal sinuses. So if the person's tongue tied, we get them to a myofunctional therapist, and then later, probably, they have to have that trimmed back. And the thing with the frenums is, if you don't do myofunctional therapy and you simply cut the frenums, that tongue will adhere lower and lower every month and adhere downwards. So that's why it's so important to uh, pay attention to where it is. We also look at narrow arches. If the tongue is scalloped on the sides, you know the arches are too narrow. Patient is pushing their tongue forward. Secondarily, the palatal vault. If the palate is really high and it's blue, that's a cyanotic palate. They're not getting enough tongue pressure and things aren't working the way they should. So that's some more of the things. Um, so we also look at tonsil grade, malampati score. That's where the patient opens real big and says, ah, and you're looking back. The other thing we, uh, we look for frequently, are there little ticks or twitching? Do they go like <clears throat> all that during the, during the course of the appointment? Those are clear underlying TMJ slip disc problems. Wow. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Uh, the bags under the eyes. If they have bags under their eyes, circles under the eyes, it's either an allergic thing or they're not getting enough oxygen. So again, more of the things that we look for. Right. And what about migraines, Dr. Brown? Are those, do uh, they have a correlation? Most definitely. When the articular discs are out of place, that will pinch the nerves and blood vessels in the area around the condyle and it can cause severe headaches, neck pain, back pain, migraines, you name it, all from the slip discs. Okay, so now that we know what we're looking for, what are the options for treatment, non-surgical? <laughs> yeah, oh, non-surgical always, that's where you start things. Yes. So if the condyles have gone to the stage of erosion, long-term arthritis, which is arthrosis, um, if the discs are perforated, then you have to have the patient wear a lower gelb style appliance. That takes the condyle directly out of the glenoid fossa and it protects the discs as much as you can. So that's one. Inevitably though, like I just had a consult before lunch, the top half of this guy's cranium was bent to his right. So we know the cranial bones are severely distorted. Mm -hmm. That's what the ALF, ALF appliance is for. The ALF will gently level and move things into proper alignment. And for those of you naysayers out there, call my office. We'll email you the x-rays and show you our cases. 
we can yep. document this very, very well. Yeah, you know, your numbers don't lie, Dr. Brown. Uh, you know, a 90 plus percent success rate says a lot about, you know, you know what you're talking about and you have the you have the patience to back it up. We love watching your YouTube episodes, the TMJ guy, Tim, TMJ guy. If you guys don't know if, that it's out there, it's there and it's great testimonials from patients, you know, real world like we you just you don't realize how intertwined this joint and the the craniofacial development how important it is and whole body health and this is why we like to see the the little people like i have a lot of three and four year olds who i meet and their bite is 100 110 deep meaning the upper and lower teeth overlap each other 100 percent. and what we do with them is i do turbos on their lower ease to raise the jaw joints and open the joints that starts to the process of making more room for breathing. A lot of these little guys that have ticks and tremors, it actually stops the tremors. Wow. So, and that's the uh, Tourette's aspects that we're seeing more and more of. So, okay. Now for babies and little guys, I know these hygienists and assistants see a lot of little people. Mm-hmm. So you can talk to the mom about speech problems. A lot of speech issues are because they're tongue tied. If they suck their thumb, they more than likely have an airway problem or suck a finger. Mm-hmm. If they're bedwetters, night terrors, etc., they more than likely have some degree of sleep apnea, and that should be addressed. Absolutely, because the growth hormones release during sleep, and if these kids aren't reaching the proper REM stages, their development is stalled. <laughs> exactly. That is so true. So during the, the sleep stages at night, this is now, too, when the neurological development is so important. And this is why the ALF is there. The way the ALF works is I equate it to giving you, like, if I say, hey, you need an arch supports in your shoes, you get that. It's like, oh, I need them to help my, my, bad, my bad back, my bad legs, uh, the lower back pain. That's what arch supports help with. Well, my arch supports are cranial bone supports as well. And when you let the cranial bones be supported properly, the body functions better. All the time, I get young people especially. The younger they are, easier it is. They wear their alpha appliances. The headaches go away. They sleep better. The bags under the eyes go away. Allergies go away. So many things happen. Grades go up at school. And I can tell you about, I'll call him Mikey. Mikey's a college kid. When I met him three years ago, his roommate had to help him make his meals, make his lunch and pack it. He got D's on everything. Now Mikey has, um, after two years of ALF, he lives in an apartment by himself, makes all his own meals, is in college. He gets himself to class without any help. And he's got all B's, B pluses. All from the ALFs, the mother literally fell apart crying when we last oh. saw her. It was a very touching story, but it's kind of so typical, though I'm, I'm used to it all the time. This is what happens when you give these kids cranial support and they function better. Yep. And so I know that you, you've touched on this on, on other platforms before, but I'd really like to, for you to tell the listeners your theories behind pa- uh, rapid maxillary palatal expansion and the lymphatic system. Can you kind of dive into that for me? Because it it's, it's brilliant. Okay, first thing, University of Virginia Hospital did confirm about two years ago, we have a lymphatic drainage system in our brains. 
So what happens during the normal course of the day, you're busy thinking and working, you build up beta amyloid particles, which is crud, it's basically poop. You build that up in the glial cells of your brain. And at night, if you don't express the glial cells, i.e. dump out the, the poop from the glial cells, those particles build up. And UVA Hospital has indeed confirmed that if you don't get rid of the beta amyloids, this directly correlates to ADD, OCD, autoimmune disorders, and Alzheimer's as we get older. Right. Hmm. What a concept. Mm -hmm. So the concept of ALF is that it gives the support so that you can drain the lymphatic system. So that's the lymphatic system. Now, let's get to a rapid palatal expander. I know I'm going to step on toes a lot here. The RPE cracks the midline suture and breaks open your palate. And it does indeed expand the bone. However, you've broken the midline, you've broken the bone. That will then fill in with a cartilaginous suture that is not acceptable. And 60% of the time, it will relapse after the fact. And you've got a bent palate. Real simple stuff. The ALF, <clears throat> on the other way with the ALF, is that you ever so gently open the ALF over time. You stretch the bones and they stay stretched open, i.e. you get palatal expansion, but you also get the palatal vault to drop down for better tongue seal, for better breathing. Mm -hmm. I personally banned the RPEs in my practice a long, long time ago because they are so wrong for all the reasons. But in addition, the RPEs, okay, first, they block tongue posture. Uh, second, they crack the palatal bone open. Relapse is 60%. But third, they lock the maxilla in place. <clears throat> Excuse me. And that means you stop cranial motion, which is critical to good health. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. So alpha, alpha appliances are a thousand times better, in my opinion. Uh, I know a lot of practitioners were trained. I was trained with the RPEs myself, and I, have, I don't think I've used one in 20 years, to tell you the truth. Yeah, you know, this is kind of like a new frontier, not just for dental assistants and hygienists, but there's a lot of general dentists out there that are just now understanding the ramifications of mouth breathing. And, and to give them the best view to look at structure and function. And with that, I know that you do support the myofunctional therapy and osteopathic work. Can you kind of tell us about that? So if we have a patient that comes in, presents with these signs of TMD or, you know, all of these associated symptoms, what would be your treatment plan, if you will, for therapies? Well, first you have to diagnose. And that starts off with an MRI of the jaw joints, the TMJ. I'm very lucky Dr. Stack, my mentor, started this for me many years ago, and I was just lucky enough to keep up with him. But we have an MRI center that has a dedicated Tesla coil just for TMD studies. And Dr. Patronis from NIH Radiology reads for me. We've become good friends over the years, talking almost every day about our cases. But if you don't diagnose correctly, you don't know what you're dealing with. There's no baseline. So we have an MRI for the baseline. Mm -hmm. Then we do a PA skull, as it's called, a frontal cephalometric PA skull, open mouth so I can look at the cervical spine. And then I have a really good idea of what we're dealing with. So my treatment plan, if I can, as long as there's not a lot of damage here, it's ALF up top, <clears throat> excuse me, ALF up top and ALF down below with turbos 
to bring the condyle out of the joint a little bit to super erupt all the teeth taller. So vertical dimension is yep. what the key is to helping get these kids' airway open. Yep. And then and the width too. development. You got it. And myofunctional therapy is often required for the young people too. They breathe better. They speak better. And then osteopath is a whole different thing. What this is, okay, I had a patient oh, last week where I delivered her appliances, her Alps. She came in here crying because she was in such terrible pain. And her head hurt, her neck and back all hurt. I lay her back on the table. And what I do is I hold the occiput with my fingertips. I put my thumbs on the temporal region and gently sense the pulse over time and get into the rhythm of the pulse going through her cranium. Mm-hmm. And then over time, I gently distract C1 and C2 to try to release the tension, increase the synovial fluid pumping through that joint. And she actually started smiling after three minutes. The pain all went away. It just Aww. literally melted. And because I've had a lot of osteo and PT training, I can do this with a lot of these patients. Now, I'm only licensed as a dumb dentist, so I can't go oh. below the neck. <laughs> oh, so. But you know that, that, that there are therapies out there for these patients. And, and see, that's the key, guys. It's interdisciplinary teams. And I've said this before. Every patient is like a snowflake. No two will present with the same signs or symptoms. So understanding what you're diagnosing and what you're looking for, getting all of the records, like you're, you're mentioning, Dr. Brown, is, is crucial. You know, because the last thing you want to do is, you know, I have a myofunctional therapist that I work with. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just had a discussion last week working with our kids. Make sure you know exactly what they need. Don't just go out of the book and say, okay, well, I'm going to sign 15 sets of therapy because that's what's in the book. Figure out where their discrepancies are. Where are they deficient? What yeah. parts of the muscles, you know, and, 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 you know, forward head posture and just trying you have to, it's, it's this oh. giant, you know, it, it's intimidating at first, but I think once you really fundamentally understand what's going on with these kids that turn into grownups with sleep apnea, I think we can really make a difference. Yeah. And the forward head posture, now that's a thing that is very interesting because when I see this, I know that the discs, the articular discs are out of place in the TM joints because it just feels better to hang your jaw forward, take pressure off the disc, then your neck cranes forward. And you got terrible FHP, forward head posture. And it can be very difficult to get that back once you're programmed into that because that throws off the cervical spine. Mm-hmm. The C-spine loses its lordosis. And over time, you just kind of hang the head forward because the neck is leaning forward. It feels better. And then you breathe better too. So the, the key word here is the teamwork of all of us working together at work on the C-spine, work on the myofunctional, uh, work on the osteopath situation. I work the appliances as we take the pressure off the joints. So we all work very nicely. I've got a team of professionals around me that is massive. All sorts of different people, and they're all over the U.S. now. It works wow. out so well. I'm so lucky, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, and there's a lot of assistants, hygienists, and dentists around the country that are struggling because – they do see it. They finally look, you know, peeled back the curtain, realized, you know, how a lot of the oral conditions that we see on a daily basis can have a root cause. 
but then also trying to find the ENTs and the pediatric doctors and the uh, lactation consultants, everybody to try and get on the same page and understand that we're not trying to steal patients from anybody. We are just trying to help the people attached to the teeth. In a, <laughs> That's right. And, it, you know, in a team manner, we just we want to help. And, you know, there, there's we have the science to finally prove the theories. And this is a huge part. I mean, this is the biggest growth in dentistry that I've seen in years. And I, I love it. And I love that you're out there, Dr. Brown. You, you know, you're kind of laying down some good foundations for all of us to finally understand and implement in our own communities on how to help these people with these symptoms get relief. Well, I appreciate that. I, I would only ask of the, your listeners out there, keep it real simple when you're identifying these problems, range of motion, popping and clicking in the jaw joints. And you know what I do in my own practice, like um, I'm sitting here in my consult number one room, I have bar stools in here. I sit in front of my new patients in front of a bar stool so I can look at them. And if you could get your folks out there to do the same thing, don't come around at 90 degrees. I'm not a real dentist anymore. I come around at the front of them, 180 <laughs> degrees, and I look at their ears, their mm -hmm. eyes, the their zygomas. Yep. Yeah, I mean, if things are distorted, you'll know right away. And then you know there's a craniofacial problem. Um, I've had so many folks, I'll just look at them and say, okay, where's your headache? And they'd say, how do you know I have a headache? And I said, well, it's, it's obvious. And they can point right to it after that. And more, than, more often than not, I, we actually, I, I guess I shouldn't joke too much about it, but I put people in tears every week. They've been to dozens of doctors yes. and we just look, we talk and I say, your craniofacial bones are bent. I'll show them the x-rays of Alex, our demo guy. I say, this is what you look like internally. No wonder it hurts. I feel bad for you. And they just sit there bawling because everybody else told them they're crazy. Yep. And you know, my favorite uh, my, I wouldn't even say favorite, but one of my my go-tos is when, when a, a provider tells a patient it's all in your head oh. and you can physically say, yes, it is. It yep. is in your head. <laughs> and we are going to help you. <laughs> oh, so true. It is so true. It's yeah. where it all started. Now it's radiating to your neck, your back, your shoulders yes. and all that. But yeah, it all started in your head. <laughs> yes. Oh, well, Dr. Brown, I don't want to take any more of your time, but we truly appreciate you being on the show. And if I was uh, looking to get in touch with you or kind of see some more of the content, what are the best avenues to, to find? Because you are, you're, you know, you're out there in the world trying to help patients, people, just educate the public. Where would they find you? Well, the best one is probably the website, which is um, sleepandtmjtherapy.com. Okay. And we're all over Facebook, by the way, too. I, I kind of enjoy Facebook uh, in some ways. In other ways, I can't stand it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of doctors that post on this site. And uh, they say, oh, I looked at the patient's teeth. The teeth are fine. Therefore, there's no TMD. And I'm like, you're kidding me. You can't, you can't diagnose TMD from looking at the teeth very well. And in my practice, we don't even really look at the teeth. They're secondary tertiary, whatever they are, they're not all that important. It's the joints, the cranial bones that come first. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's the structure, <laughs> you know, I said so the scaffolding, if you will. <laughs> well, that, I bring that up every day. I'm there to provide the scaffolding for your whole body to get better. And if you can wear these things appropriately, like, you know, 95% of the time, take them out to eat with, if it's Alf's, the gelb always has to stand because there's severe damage. Right. Well, 
you're going to do better. Usually almost everybody does better. And then we just reassess a year down the road and see if you're on a better path. Right. And, you know, and you'll tell, if, if somebody is physically feeling better because of something that your office is providing, they will get attached to that device. I'm sure the alpha is the same. <laughs> they don't want to live yeah. without it. <laughs> they will literally bite you if you try and pull it out of their hands. Well, I have, I have a lot of older ones. <laughs> I have a lot of older patients now, hundreds of them that have their devices. They're just their Galb appliance. They're a good bit older. They feel so much better. And they already told me, you can't take it from me, but who's going to replace you when you retire? <laughs> that's, that's why you're leading the way. You're helping the rest of us so that you can have a legacy. Well, we're trying. Dr. Stack started all this. The guy was brilliant. Yes. He took a real beating for what he thought, and he was right all along. Yep. So I'm very and, happy to have worked with him. Yes, you were, you know, it's, it's, and I was talking to a provider in Australia not too long ago, and he was taking a lot of criticism. And I said, you know, those who lead the way are the first to get thrown stone or stones thrown at them because, <laughs> you know, it's like the earth is flat. You know, prove me wrong. They, everybody wants proof. <laughs> And so well, you guys are leading the way as far as finding it. And, yeah, I uh, think we are too. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's a lot of hope for, you know, patients out there that there, there wasn't is. before. There is. Well, I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dr. So Brown. Well, so glad to help. And you have a great day. Yeah, you too. Thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to another episode of DA Rockstars, where we're banding together to do better and be better. A special thank you to Dr. Brown for spending some time with the assistants around the world today, expanding our knowledge base on TMD and the associated symptoms and kind of giving us a better overview because I know even dental dentists have a hard time understanding the complexities of this. But if we break it down, keep it simple, we can all learn to connect the signs to the symptoms and truly help the people attach the teeth. It's about quality of life. And if you can do anything, bring anything to the table when you walk into that dental office tomorrow, you are on Rockstar Highway. <laughs> you know, we're not alone. I'm not the only Rockstar out there. I know that Dental Assistance Rock has an Instagram page. Uh, dental Assistance Worldwide has a group just for dental assistants where they share and support. Find your mentors. Pick their brains, see where they've decided to expand their knowledge base, whether it's about implants or crown and bridge or, you know, like me with airway. There's a way. Find your passion and truly bring more to the office. But until next time, keep on suctioning. <laughs>